All right, welcome back to another episode. It still feels weird. <laughs> I don't know why it just didn't feel right. Jocelyn's feeling weird today. All right, welcome to another episode of Table Talks. <laughs> Deeper conversation or something. <laughs> so highly sought after but rarely explored. I'm with my lovely fucking co-host who can't speak today, Jocelyn. Hello, lovelies. We're fucking here. Hi, Snow Angels. Whatever she says. <laughs> I've tried this intro three fucking times, and it's not going well. <laughs> I'm living for this. All right. We're diving in. We're here. <laughs> Happy fucking Monday, guys. How is everyone? How are you, my dear? I'm just lovely. Oh, Lord. Well, I think we're all in the same boat here, so let's just talk about it. It's the big elephant in the room. Everyone's looking for new jobs. That's a fucking lowly. 2020, time for us to get our shit right. 2020, 2022, <laughs> bitch, you skipped a whole fucking two years. <laughs> Told you guys, I'm not with it today. Happy fucking Monday. That's how I feel, like it's a fucking Monday. Oh my lord, have mercy. Let's dive in. Okay, uh, so we thought this was a good topic, and for the, this is going to start January 31st, mm-hmm. but we are going to go all through the month of February talking about jobs, so that would be anything in preparation, like resume work, uh, how to prep for a job interview, what to look for in a job, all these great topics I think that can affect a lot of us, especially in the beginning of the year, we're all looking for that next new big thing. Yeah, and so, I think especially for us this is pretty relevant because we're both looking for new jobs at this point in our lives, so... No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Who like, says? Please. Who says? We're all looking for new jobs. The market is there. Let's hit it, baby. Yeah. All right, what do you got for us, babe? All right, so I thought the good one to start with would be we're going to go over what to look for in a job, and then you're going to hit me up with some job requirements. So Hell yeah, let's do it. You're looking for a new job. What do you look for? Everything. All the things. How do you know? Like, what do you look for? So it's all personal too. Remember that. Like, we're giving we're giving recommendations, but again, like, make sure that when you're looking at these jobs, like, it's not, hey, these people said like do that. No, look for what works best for you when you're looking for a job. Yeah, you don't you want to have like your passion project. Your job should be something you're happy with, not something that's, you know, ultimately just to pay the bills. We all understand that that happened, but you're hoping to get, you know, if you're making your next move. You want to get a job that you're going to like more and more. Absolutely. <laughs> if that is your move. Definitely. So let's just talk about the big portion in the room, wage. Wages mm-hmm. are super important when you're looking for a new job. Obviously, you do want to be able to pay the bills. Maybe you want to do something like me who wants to be able to pay my bills and have that little bit of leftover, that comfort. Yeah, You know, absolutely. you want to do some savings. Maybe you want to do some activities, whether that's like fun activities, going out, travel. Thank you, my interior design love and passion that's been put on hold. (laughs) We'll get you there, babe. Hopefully in the next few. Um, But no matter what you're looking for, I think you want to meet your bottom line. So whatever's going to pay your bills and then go up by like, (laughs) what did you say, maybe five, $10? Five, ten dollars. I mean, if you're going for an hourly wage, absolutely. Um, But if you're going for something salary- Honestly, I would push the envelope for 5 to 10K over what you're originally asking because they will talk you down. There will be a lot of negotiating and things like that. They'll have a bottom line. You'll have a bottom line. And I think you should always shoot higher than that. I think that's always really important. That's honestly what I wrote down. I was like, you, you're you looking for more than you think. Like, yeah. it, what you think you're worth plus, like, 10 bucks. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think it's really good that you brought up commission, hourly, and sal- salary because it's important. If you're salary, it means you're getting through the entire year. It doesn't matter how many hours you're working, you're getting salary so you should do that plus five plus 10k absolutely added to your yearly salary um if you're hourly same thing like i said five ten bucks on top of what you think you're worth and then commission is based off of your sales you kind of have to keep that in mind there's usually like a base salary there's usually like a base salary or a base hourly wage and then like but make sure that that wage that base wage is livable because there are going to be months you're not going to hit your commissions and if it's not livable then like unless you're hitting commission then like Either your lifestyle is way out of proportion or of, like, what you can actually afford or your job is not paying enough and you need to look at that seriously. Yeah, and as someone who is, who's very sucky at sales, I don't like to sell people things, Yeah, commission can be hard. So if that's not your cup of tea, just keep that in mind when if you're picking a commission-based job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I recommended looking for jobs that show a range. Mm-hmm. So, like, Absolutely. I use Indeed, the app. Um, I think a lot of people do. I don't look at jobs, personally, that don't show a, a rate at all. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, those, those ones freak me <clears throat> out. Um, what's the other? Well, Glassdoor. Glassdoor is really great for companies that or people that leave reviews on companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that that's also something you should really look into, I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, yeah, Indeed does that as well to an extent, and they'll show, like, a rating, um, which I really like, which we will talk about in a few. Um, but when you're looking at a job, usually it will give you, like, a range, and mm-hmm. I said to pick the high, like, shoot for the high end. So if mm-hmm. the job is 20 to $25, you're shooting for $25. Absolutely. Um I also noted that you should not be talking about wage until you've received the job offer. Don't go into your interview talking about it. Don't ask on the phone because people won't, they won't tell you. I don't think the first interview you should, but I feel differently about this than you do. I think the second, if you're having a second or a third interview, you should at that point be talking about what for this specific job title, what's the range that they pay in their company because other companies may pay differently differently. And what's listed on an Indeed or a Glassdoor may be different than what the company actually pays. So I think you need to at least pose the question so you're not wasting either of your time going for that third interview. I think I could see if you're in a second or third interview, but I've never really... I've encountered one job where I went for multiple interviews and because it was a higher level position. Mm -hmm. Um, But most jobs is like one job interview and you really shouldn't talk about salary. Even if they ask, you just say it's negotiable. Yeah. Um, But the reason I don't ask is because they will always undershoot you. They don't know what their budget, maybe the, uh, you know, the higher, higher ups are the only people that are in charge of that. And they will always undercut you. If anything, you want to look at the job market, look for the jobs that you were looking for. Like if you are a teacher, look for teacher positions and what they're paying. If you're Um, in marketing, look for marketing, whether you're entry, mid-level or, you know, upper level. Level, you should look at each tier, whatever job performance you're Absolutely. in. Absolutely, and see what it is, because it is going to vary state to state. We live in Massachusetts and Rhode Island in that area, and so, like, much it's higher. much higher cost of living, so there's a little bit higher of a, a wage versus, you know, down Florida south. Florida or out um, west. California, is, that type of thing. Yeah. It's going to be very, it's varying throughout the state, so mm-hmm. look for a wage that's going to fit you. Absolutely. Um Plus, you can always combat. You can combat that. Be like, oh, you know, you're offering me X, but I looked at the job market and. Yep, absolutely. I think definitely that's something to bring to the table, especially once you get your job offer. Um, I have someone who's experiencing that right now, and they've been back and forth with one company talking about like, I want this wage. Well, well, we can only do this, and they're like, well, then I need a higher sign-on bonus, or I need I need X, or I need Y, in order to even consider this position. So it's really important that like. Once that job offer comes in, then everything is negotiable because you can negotiate every and nitpick every little thing in exactly. that offer letter. And we'll get into that as we go through the month. But for when you're looking for a wage, you just have to know the job market. Absolutely. That way you know what you are you can be like asking for. Absolutely. Um, location. Location is another big one. So I wrote down things like travel time. If you, your company does business trips or mm-hmm. if you're just traveling from store to store, um, whatever that encounters... Are you getting reimbursed for that? Yeah. Do you yeah. have Do you have a gas card or a gas stipend that's a monthly stipend that you get as an extra check or something? Yeah, I wrote out. Wrote, I wrote down gas because yeah. obviously, are you being reimbursed for traveling? You know, I don't know, twenty miles to the next store so you can go see them every other week. Yep. Or if you live farther away, that's another thing related to wage. If you live farther away from this company, ask for more money to compensate your travel time. Absolutely. Thoughts on anything else? On location no, no, location. Loca- and I think location wise, you need to really, for yourself, like sit down and really think, like, how much travel time do you want? Like, do you actually want to travel to Boston? Because I know that, like, I went for an interview as, like, a junior graphic designer at a place that was, like, just on the other side of Boston. And driving there wasn't that bad. It was, like, a little over an hour. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. My ride home during rush hour was two and a half hours long. And I was like, I'm going to be going in at the same time as everyone else. So it's, that's two and a half hours to my job and two and a half hours home. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think there, like, I always look at a map and see where everything is on the map and how far away my commute would be. And I always take that into fact. I will only do, like, I think it's like a 20-mile radius just yeah. about for me. Um, that's when I feel comfortable driving. It's not a long commute for me. Especially I look for places closer to my house. I had a 10-minute drive at one job, and I was living the oh best my God. life. Yeah, well, also, I think... 
depending on your location, like where you live, like for us, we're, we're in New England, like we're in cold weather. So like 20 miles in the middle of a snowstorm could take you an hour to drive because yeah more than that more than like depending on your road conditions and depending on all of that like you have to think about those things depending on where you're driving and you know if you live somewhere like florida how much tourist traveling like tourist attraction is yeah in your state i mean even just giving a local city nearby like fall river has a bunch of hills yeah. Are you going to want to trek up all those hills during the snow? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Exactly. I promise I, you that's a no. I would never. No for me. <laughs> no for me, dog. Not in my car. <laughs> I would never personally commute to Boston either because of the road long, travel, yeah. all of that, mm-hmm. the traffic jams, um, and it's just such a long time. So, yes, do they pay more in Boston? Yep. But it's but to compensate for all of those things. So absolutely. you have to keep that in mind when you're looking. Definitely. Uh, next one was schedule. So this is things like part-time versus full-time. Part-time is considered anything under 32 hours usually, and then full-time would be over that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want two part-time jobs? Do you want one full-time job? Mm -hmm. Do you want them... Oh, we didn't talk about that. If you're working out of state... Oh, yeah, be careful. You may get double taxed. Yeah, that was another thing for location that just popped in my brain because I remember thinking about out of state one time and I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to get taxed twice. Yep. And so that's something else to consider. Um, but back to scheduling, you know, part-time and full-time, what do you want? What works best for you? Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom part of the day, but you want to pick up a part-time job or maybe you're, you know, a college student looking up to pick up a part-time job or maybe you're like us we're looking for full-time absolutely and I think even if you're a full adult and sometimes you just need to take a part-time job because your mental sanity needs it Mm -hmm. and like remember that that is okay because most companies if they see that you work well part-time they'll probably take you on full-time oh yeah I remember especially if there's a position open for you I was gonna say I remember going from my full-time job I went to part-time and part-time and then that other job that I picked up went to full-time and so I kind of like flip-flopped it so you can pick up as many or as little hours as you want but just look at that when you're looking for a job absolutely um as well as in office versus remote I think coming out of the pandemic now almost I don't know it seems like we're hitting season three now (laughs) (laughs) really um but more and more remote jobs are coming around so do you want to work in an office setting do you want to work in a retail setting or do you want to be working remotely whether you're like traveling on the go Mm -hmm. or that you're working from home um that is something to consider I personally am an introvert I would love to be working remote (laughs) yeah what about you I would love to work I think I would love 50-50 like partial remote and partial in the office just Mm -hmm. because I I am kind of more like a hands-on and I do like interacting with people every now and then but there are definitely those weeks where I just want to be home the entire week and I wish that like I could spend the entire week home so I think I'd want a nice like hybrid schedule for myself working in like a a corporate realm yeah I think that's that third option you know just find what you want and what you're looking for and then find jobs that meet that criteria you can actually on indeed they filter it out now so you can pick only remote jobs if you want something you could do that years ago when I was looking for jobs before um I became a nanny I was looking for like remote jobs and oh my god it I just didn't think there was as many. When I knew that you there, could do remote. There were a lot, actually. You'd be surprised, like, how many remote jobs there were. Especially, but, I, but I was looking at design jobs, so it's so easy to be a designer remote working with a company in Washington because I don't need to be in the office for meetings. I can easily do that stuff over, exactly. over because everything's projected. Like, yeah, and, like, for somebody, like, I came from retail, you can't <laughs> No, you can't, can't work, work retail, retail at home. home. <laughs> but, like, now, you know, I'm working more office-related, and I could be remote. I did remote during the pandemic with my company, and it was great, and I freaking absolutely loved it, which made me want to go remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 I'll stay here. I'll stay home. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, oh, you're giving me extra two weeks? Thanks, I'll stay. <laughs> yeah, right, they're dragging me. Yeah, they're like, come on, <laughs> come on, you got to come back. They're like, okay. we need you, and I was like, ah, okay. I'm coming back. Um, also with schedule, amount of hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're doing 40-hour work weeks, if you're doing, maybe they want a lot of overtime, 
uh, schedule-wise, like if they're doing weekends, yeah, weekdays versus weekends, I moved from retail, which was all over the place. I was working, you know, five out of seven days. Food didn't know service was the same. So. Didn't know what day it was, but you know, moving into office, I did Monday through Friday. Yeah, so no. you gotta you gotta look at that too, and in like in your job field, do you have the option to work overnights? Because you know that's when you're more apt to be awake and, and alive. Like you may just be a night owl. So can you work that third shift? Yeah. Um, Bonus, you get a pay differential usually with over yes. <laughs> overnights. Yes, you do. And that goes across the board. I'm pretty sure at most jobs you get a pay differential for working overnight or for working a weekend shift. Yep. Um, shift time as well. So maybe you want a nine to five. Maybe you're an early bird like Jocelyn and gets up at, like, the crack ass of dawn and you want, like, a 6.30 start time so that you can be out early. You know, I used to do, I used to do overnights, actually. I had a pharmacy and it was, like, 11 to 7. Yeah. And I was so happy to see the sun. I was like, woo, I got the whole day. And that means I get to go home. Wee. Yeah, like, 6.30 to 3. Like, whatever works for you, yeah. you want to just evaluate which one you would like to do yeah and i think the other part of that is like if you do work in a corporate setting like is your corporate setting willing to be flexible with you because you work differently than everyone else like you're in the you could be in the office at 6 a.m and be done by three but you got all your work done but you know does that work for the type of job that you're actually looking at like can they operate with you being in the office six to three instead of the normal nine to five yeah or maybe they're even cooler and do flexible scheduling and you can kind of work in and out where you need to yep absolutely i think that's super important especially for just people that have like really hectic lives whether you're in school you've got kids you just are all over the place trying to start your own business a new entrepreneur or whatever it is I think it's important to take that flexibility into consideration for a new job. Absolutely. I agree. I do. I know I've had some personal experience with jobs that had certain requirements. So I had a retail job where I had to be available for at least two out of the three weekend Mm -hmm. days, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because those were the busiest days. So I had to be available at least two for me to get hired. Because I was management, I had to be available for at least one when I took management. Oh, no, this was anything. Any Even beginning, like, that was, we we went over that. Like, can you, you know, you know how they ask, do you have a car? Can you get here? Reliable transportation. And then they say, like, that's what they would go in. They're like, oh, can you work two out of the three weekends? Uh, people be like, mm, or yeah, I can. Yeah, I didn't. I never minded working weekends. Sometimes I felt like weekends were better, just because staffing was better on weekends. Sometimes. <laughs> I look forward to the weekend now because those are my only days off. <laughs> yeah. When I had that more flexible schedule, I think I liked weekdays because it was quieter. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, benefits. Benefits is a huge one. That is like a. I would put that at number two. Yeah, probably. seriously. Um. So you want to look at what the job is offering. Um, usually it takes, like, you know, you have that trial period, was it, like, 90 days, but then you start getting benefits. See yeah. what's listed. So this thing's, like... Some places are shorter than 90 days. Some places are only 30 or 60 days. So you want to make sure that you really look at your offer when it comes in as to what that looks like. And make sure when you get your offer letter, you also get your benefits package in there. So you can go over both of those. Yeah, if anything, I'd ask about those Yeah. the job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You definitely can, for sure. Um, so things like 401k, um, I did note pension. Pension is very far and few between. It is usually left for like city state jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, pension is where it's at because it ha- the employer helps you with your saving. 401k is 100% employee driven. Um, not necessarily. You can do, um, they have ones where it's split and you can do whatever you put in, they match or they match like 5% or they match yes. like 10% or something like and that. And I so. acknowledge that, but it is typically only up to a certain amount. So you want to, that's something you can, we'll talk about in future episodes, but you do want to talk about that because Absolutely. some, most employers will match up to a certain amount, like dollar for dollar yeah. or up until like 250 or whatever, but then yeah. it stops and then it is 100% you. Yep. So that is something to, if you can find a pension, grade A, go with it. Yeah. But 401k is great to consider. Start investing earlier. The earlier you do it, the sooner and better your retirement will be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, grouped in three, I would say vision, dental, and health. Um, health Therapy, insurance. put that in there too because that's important. It's more, I would say that's less frequently seen. So I was going to wait and hold off. So, but dental, vision, and health, I think should come with most jobs. Um, I know my job offers free vision and then I pay for dental and health. I mean, health insurance is obviously number one in that category because you need to be able to go to the doctor and all that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and also, it usually costs the most for me. 
So they, you want to yeah. see, they have usually like a group of plans. There's so many plans. You want to pick good ones. Um, so getting an idea of what those health plans are going to look like and maybe cost you. I didn't have to worry about that until I turned 26. You lucky dog. <laughs> Sitting on daddy's plan. I had to worry about that when I turned 23. Yeah, so that is, it's something to consider though. I mean, or mm-hmm. you might be going through like, what is it, like the state health insurance um, so there's those factors. Dental's usually a lot less expensive. I don't know. Did you, you didn't really get... <laughs> no, I didn't have dental insurance, um, only because the dental place that I went to, they had, like, if you were uninsured or insured, and then you got... They scaled it based on that, which was awesome, so... That's a great consideration, too. Yeah. I mean, dental doesn't really cost me much, so I don't really worry about that. I just get, like, the good plan that I think I'm going to use the most. Yeah. When I worked at my food service job, um, we got vi- we got health and dental um, when you were upper-level management or into the next level, like, general manager or anything like that. But that wasn't typically offered for... Part-time. Uh, um, oh, lower level. Lower level at all. Um, I think health was, but you definitely didn't get dental. And... You wouldn't get vision until you were either a general manager or an assistant general manager. Uh, definitely look into those, what they offer, what the pricing might be, even if it's just arranged so you get an idea. Because, like, it's going to – usually it's, like, a weekly contribution or a monthly contribution, so you'd be paying that out of your paycheck. paycheck usually every... you don't even see it. They just take it back. So. Yep. <laughs> um, but you have to make sure it's something you can afford. Make sure that that's part of it, too. Yeah, because some plans are more expensive than others. Absolutely. So, Josh jumped ahead and went into therapy. Well, because I think a lot of times, like, your health insurance covers therapy, and not all health insurances are equal. So, that's why I was like, I think therapy kind of relates into the health insurance film. I think it does, and good health, health plans will provide some type of behavioral or emotional support, like therapy, mm-hmm. um, physical therapy, chiropractic, etc., but not all are created equal, just like you just said, and some plans don't. And if yeah. they might have a separate plan or health um, benefit for you for something like therapy. Um, so just stay in touch with the interviewer about what those plans are offered. Yep. Um, you said sign-on bonuses, which I thought was a great one. Sign-on yeah. bonuses is usually just coming aboard. Yeah, and it's just usually like a one-time bonus that you get when you first start, and it usually doesn't, a lot of jobs, again, won't give it to you until that like 30, 60, or 90 days you get it afterwards. So um, sign-on bonuses can be anywhere from $100, which I know when I worked food service, if you, you know, recommended someone and, yeah, and they referrals. came in, yeah, referral, thank you, um, then you would get $100, and if not, then... Like, in, it can be anywhere up to uh, a 10K sign-on bonus. It can be more than that, depending on your, your position as well. So Exactly. I mean, even my job, they do sign-on bonuses, but they do referrals for both customer and employee. And it's like a 1000 bucks if the person hits 90 days. So yeah. that's like a 1000 bucks in your pocket. And you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So see what's available, but also read the fine print. And make sure that, like, if you are someone who offers a lot of value, that you talk about a sign-on bonus. Because some places will again be a little sneaky and try to like not offer that and you can be like hi do you have any sign-on bonuses and they'll be like oh yeah so here's our bonus program some places won't be upfront about it until you've already signed your life away on your offer letter yeah and there are requirements i know like ours you have to fill if you if someone refers you and you're filling out the application you have to put that it was an employee referral with that person's name but that person gets nothing, nothing. yeah um pto and sick days these do not they're often seen together, not so much separate. Depends on the job. Um, PTO is paid time off, mm-hmm. so usually you accrue that. It varies from job to job. It could be one week, it can be four weeks, it could be even more than that. Yeah, it can be unlimited vacation time depending on where you work as well. Yeah, so that is a big one. I would give that number three as far as like looking at benefits. Yeah. Um, I love PTO. <laughs> I think two weeks is pretty is like good that's like average yeah Yeah, i think one week is too short especially because a lot of smaller companies depending on how many employees work there and your state law um will get be able to get by by putting pto and sick time together Mm -hmm. so they're one thing so you have to use it for the out of the same bank and i don't think that's i'm not a fan of that i will talk about that in a later episode again but yeah you want to look at how they offer it and how much yeah Absolutely. Um, On the job training and schooling, 
Again, another benefit you may or may not see, I think this is a great option. If you find a job that offers this, go for it. They may pay for your schooling, your certifications. Tuition reimbursement. Maybe you're an apprentice and you want to learn the job. They'll teach, They'll do on-the-job training yep, absolutely. that will help you get your certification um, or maybe pay for that cert. Absolutely. Anything else you can think of for benefits? No. All right. Um, scope of work. This is more like, does it meet your needs? So, is it something you want to do? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like, because I think you can get really caught up in seeing jobs that are similar to what you're already doing, but they don't have the job title that you want, and then, or even just the job duties aren't what you want. So, really make sure that it is the scope of job that you want. Yeah, and I look at a lot of the same position job, and I find there's like, you know, a lot. I'm like, oh, yep, 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 yep. And then I see one and I'm like, ooh, I don't want to do that. Nope. Yeah, and then I it. back out of that job and I'm like, yep. no, I'm going to look for another one because I know something else will offer me something exactly I want I'm to be doing. For. Yeah. Something that I'm passionate about or something that I actually enjoy working on at work in general. Exactly. Um, will you be able to perform the responsibilities? A lot of job postings will give you like the bullet points of responsibilities or duties. Just take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Can you do most of those things? Absolutely. I'm giving an asterisk here because you shouldn't be afraid to apply for it anyway. Of course There are a not. lot of jobs that I have not meeting any, most of those responsibilities that I have still applied for and been offered the job where I've taken that job. Or I mean, I've been offered a first place interview and then a second interview and you're like, oh, oh, so I got more requirements than I thought I did. Okay. Yeah. And some of the responsibilities can be taught. Like if you don't know all of them, you can just be, you know, upfront honest and say like, I don't know this, but I'm willing to learn. Absolutely. And people love that shit. They eat that up. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to learn, you can pick up that as you go. Absolutely. Um, but don't be afraid. I, I've given... <laughs> I've been given the push by some really supportive people and gone for some positions that I was like, I don't know if I'm suited for that. Like, I don't think I could do that per se. And I have still gotten the job. Yep. And I love that job. And I excelled at that job. I'm in that boat right now of like looking at jobs and being like, oh, like I couldn't do that. And, you know, my spouse is sitting there like, uh, Joss, take a look at that again. And I like read through the job requirements and things and I'm like, I can do like 75% of that job. He's like, apply for it. They'll probably teach you the other 25%, especially since you're such a willing to learn kind of person. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I think we can quickly like self-doubt and undercut ourselves in the process Absolutely. and like talk ourselves out of applying. But what does it hurt to apply? The worst thing that happens, they don't call you for an interview. Oh my. And what did it take you 20 seconds to hit the quick apply button, especially on Indeed? <laughs> exactly. And maybe it's just that your resume is missing the keywords. Put those keywords into your resume and apply again. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So I've got a few more here. I've got company history and brand. So with this one in mind, I'm talking about your company's history, values, what they stand for, their branding. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are you looking for like a more religious company with a background like, you know, Christianity or Jewish, uh, anything like that? Are you looking for company history? Um, something like lawsuits, lawsuits, discrimination. I wrote down equal opportunity employer is something that you are looking for. Yep. Most places should yeah they should be <laughs> should say that but you can always look at look into their job his like their company history and see if there are lawsuits like discrimination sexual harassment that type of thing just know the company that you're work you're going to be working for i always at least do a little google search and i'll be like oh you know it's x company smith you know whatever it is yeah. and then i just look it up and see what comes up absolutely and then i also look at the reviews like you said glassdoor indeed had the reviews i do not apply for any job <laughs> give it like 2.9 star yeah no i'm like oh nope anything really less than four stars on indeed i don't even look at because no. i know that like if it's less than four stars, like, that's got to be a shitty fucking job. Yep. And I'm not interested. I don't want to be in a shitty culture. Yeah, and so- somebody had a problem down the road. And you can- that's what's great about the reviews is you can kind of read a little bit into it. Like, Absolutely. oh, there wasn't a work-life balance. Oh, they didn't pay. Whatever it was. Yeah. And you get a little bit more insight into that company. Absolutely. Um, the other thing was contributions to society. Are they part of, like, charities? Do they do fundraisers? Um, maybe you're looking into that more, like sustainability factor is that company really contributing back to society yeah so that if that's a factor for you you can always look into that as well yep absolutely culture culture would be my number three overall um i live for culture 
and like the job atmosphere and environment. Um, I think having a good work culture just makes you want to stay at the job, keep coming to work every day. Absolutely. I've been at a company where it was just drama, and I was <laughs> absolutely dragging my feet to work. <laughs> Jocelyn's got the merp face on. <laughs> yeah, been there, bit. <laughs> Uh, but you do. You start dreading going to work because of other things like the culture. I think culture plays a big part in your happiness at that job. Absolutely. And, and can even deter you from the passion that you've been so passionate about for years. Um, so if you're feeling like you're burnt out at a job in a specific field, I urge you to like try to find another place in the same job. And if it then if you still feel burnt out then okay, it wasn't just a cultural thing. It was an overall burnt out of what the position you're doing is. I mean, I've had that as well. I've worked at multiple companies under the same, like, area of expertise. I've seen a huge difference in just company jumping, like, going to a different company in the culture because I was miserable at one where I was, like, really happy with the other. Culture plays a huge part. Absolutely. Um, With that in mind, these are some things you might want to look for depending on what you're looking for. Um, so I wrote down desks versus standing. Retail, a lot of times you're standing all day. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Are you going to be able to lift things? Um, do you want to be sitting at a desk? My office job, I sit on my butt all day. Yep. That has its co- pros and cons as well. That's not something for me, bro. I have a really fucking hard time with that. That's why I'm, like, dreading kind of going to a corporate position because I don't know if I could genuinely sit still that long. It took Eight me a really long time. <laughs> I came from the retail and I walked into office and it was a huge transition for me. Like, I was really tired. I, it was totally different. Yeah. I'll have to jump into another episode. But it was a big difference. So just weigh your options and what you're comfortable with and what you want to be doing, like what your day looks like for you. Absolutely. Um, People and HR, so HR being human resources, are the people accepting, understanding? Are they team players? Is it more solo work? Um, Are they passionate about their projects? You know those like Debbie Downers that like hate their job and they just make the whole work day? (laughs) They're like, is it 3 o'clock yet? Is it 5 o'clock? I can't wait to go home. Is this meeting over? I have things to do. Yeah, you know, you want people that maybe are more passionate and that share your passion. Um, and that just makes the day flow and be easier. You guys have that team atmosphere. Um, as well as your human resources being the same way. You know, they're passionate about their jobs. They're accepting, understanding of maybe your emotional days, stressed out days, overwhelmed. Maybe you have a family emergency, etc., cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's just something to consider. Uh, I also wrote down opportunity for growth. Yeah. I think this is a huge one. Um, some jobs lack the opportunity for growth as well as praise. Yeah. Um, so I always look for a job that has a lot of praise and recognition, positive atmosphere, um, the ability to get a promotion, move up in the company, um, as well as reviews and raises. Mm-hmm. You should be getting at least your annual review. Yes, at least. And at I would say as well as a raise with that annual review. Um, would I recommend maybe a biannual or even more frequent reviews? Yes. I've had jobs where they, they reviewed me every single month. There was no raise involved, but it was just like, here's where you're at, here's where you're excelling, here's what I think you could focus on, if there is anything, and then like, what do you think you could do? Yeah. And it was just like, it was just a communication. Yeah, I loved when um, my job, my food service job, we used to have one-on-ones with um, our upper-level management. I think it was like at least once a quarter, basically, like we were supposed to be doing them like every six weeks, but I mean, when you're understaffed, it's hard for your upper-level management to be able to handle and do that sort of thing, so... It got to a point where it was like every quarter we were able to sit down with, you know, upper level management and talk about the things we were doing. And then, okay, hey, by the way, you know, reviews are coming up. So if you can improve on even these two things, not the full extent of what I need you to improve on, I think we could, you know, have a pretty successful review come review time. So, absolutely. I agree. Um, and with raises, I think, like I said, it should be at least once a year. Jobs, honestly, are kind of stingy. Companies are stingy with offering raises. Yeah. Again, it's negotiable. It is not just set in stone. Yeah, and don't take it for what it is. Yep, absolutely if you not. Don't, if you're not liking the raise that you're getting, talk with your management or uh, whoever's above you, your boss, and as well as, like, be okay with moving on. Yeah, If absolutely. they're not offering what you're looking for, 
find another job. Yeah, and I think another part that I think is really important in this is make sure that if from the time that you started your job to even if it's before your annual review, if you have added job duties to your job title that was not initially in your job description, right you down. need to write be writing that down and bring your boss in for a conversation about that and the fact of either I need a title change, which usually a title change comes with a, a raise, or I need the this as a raise or I need a promotion of some sorts. And it, do not be afraid to go to bosses. I know how intimidating that is. But honestly, if you have good bosses and good management and they see you working as hard as you are, it will show and having those open conversations will not be a problem. Absolutely. Preach. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, step into those shoes. Be confident in what you do. You're already confident in it day in and day out. There's no problem bringing what you're doing to your boss and saying, hey, this was my job title and description when I started. I think this is what my job title should be now based on the fact that now I do all of these other things that were not in my original job description, which based on market research requires me to have X and X for a job amount. Wow, did you just have the same conversation I just did at work? I mean, that is, that's the reality of it. You should be able to tell and talk to your management. I know it's scary. I think both of us can attribute and say the same thing. Absolutely. Um, it's it's hard, but you need to do it. Yes. And the more you back yourself up, like I said, if you're worried about something, write it all down. Look at the job market, just like you just said, and just go in with confidence. You're, you don't have to... It's not a competition. It's not you against your boss. It's like you guys working together to get you to where you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, celebrations... It's a random one, but I thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a culture that is cool with celebrations. You know, spirit weeks, dress up days, um, holiday parties, birthdays, work anniversaries. I love my job now for that. We mm-hmm. have a holiday party uh, every Thanksgiving, Christmas usually, as long as there's no pandemic. Um, you know, I celebrated my boss's work anniversary. <laughs> I put up balloons and pictures. We just did a retirement. Um, it was just really cool and it just helps the atmosphere. We even had spirit week recently in the last month. I think culture around things like that are really important because it gives that kind of outside option to kind of explore your coworkers and even your upper level management to step mm-hmm. out of management shoes and actually be a human being sometimes. Yeah, team building events too. Absolutely. I, I remember going with, I went to a, a, a conference that I needed to attend that was mandatory, but then we went and did, like, laser tag, and, like, there was, like, food and bowling and all that after that. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a good time. I was happy about it. Um, Other things to consider are dress code. Do you like wearing crop tops? Do you like wearing leggings? Are you okay with wearing business casual or full, you know, formal... (laughs) Formal wear. Formal wear, you know, whatever that job is, just look... Maybe you want to wear sweatpants. Is that possible? If you do remote, it is. <laughs> you only got to put a button on, up button up on the top half of you. <laughs> I mean, I've seen companies where they're totally okay. Like, I see it more in like video game companies per se, or, or like design, computer IT computer, that type yeah, of thing. They don't but really I have, care. I have seen companies that are okay with having like a lax dress dress code and just let you kind of like do, do you. thing because they as long as you're performing, they don't really care what you're dressed in. They care about your performance. Yeah, I think that has to also go for appearance. So like some places, which I think are in the past century but you know tattoos piercings that type of thing certain hair colors you can have so just keep that in mind um i've had good luck with those jobs they've been really accepting of mine because i've had some crazy hair colors but that isn't if something if there was a job that i came across that had that i'd be like i'm out out. (laughs) i'm out sorry this is jobs not for me yep um cleanliness this would go for like the actual place yeah, the, the company yeah, where the, you're working yeah um i think keeping a cleanly atmosphere as well as a up-to-date structure yeah um, places that are you know going to replace your desk when it gets old your supplies are in good condition they're your office gonna, chair i was going to say they're not going to complain when you need a new computer or a new screen because oh it costs too much money like, yeah like your registers aren't really old or your you know the warehouse um equipment Thank you. Your warehouse equipment is new and up-to-date. And it's not breaking down every couple of hours or every other week or whatever. Yeah, you don't want, like, a stingier company that's not willing to help you guys out and better the company. Yeah, because I was going to say, if they're stingy in the way that they are about their equipment, they're probably stingy within their races or their performance reviews. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, work-life balance. We're going to talk about this in a different episode, but work-life balance is super important. I think that's just something we are definitely excited to do an in-depth topic about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love work balance. We promote work balance and everything that we do. And mm-hmm. I think it's just natural. You can't be at a job 24 hours, seven days a week, 365. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. Your job shouldn't be calling you when you're at home on your off hours or your off days or, or peer pressuring you to come in. Nope. I'm going to digress there because I'll just go into it. Yeah. <laughs> but you should be able to have a work a work life and a regular life and have that balance. Absolutely. Uh, technology. This is just a shorter one. Does it offer a cell phone, a laptop, depending on what you're doing, a co- you know, a computer, whatever comes along with that, mm-hmm. that they may offer and provide to you? Absolutely. All right. I think we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with job requirements. All right. We're back. We're going to kick it back uh, with a great topic, which is going to be job requirements. This is going to be... We just did what do you look for in a job. This is going to be like, what is your job looking from you? Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, just like a definition of job requirements is uh, qualification and skills necessary for a certain position. They're usually written in a form of a list that contain the most important qualifications that a candidate must possess in order to be able to perform certain job duties. Um, those job duties kind of vary based on your degree, like your level of whether you're entry level, mid-level, upper level management, or just any level of the position you're looking for. So, um, We'll talk about work experience, and work experience is more like how much time do you have in the field that you're in? Um, do you have enough to fulfill, you know, that upper-level management where most of the time they're going to be looking for a lot of work experience, or more do you have kind of a base-level work experience and you'll be able to apply that to mid-level or entry-level positions? Um, skills is something else. Um, it's a little different from your work experience. I think work experience is more the amount of time you're in a position versus like skills are the amount of things that you kind of learn from job to job. And can you reapply those things to your current job? Yeah, I think work experience would be like, you know, must have three plus years of managerial experience or yeah. must have five plus years of administrative experience. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and skills are more... Um, more like a, I don't know, like uh, technical proficiencies and yeah, things like, like if that. If you're tech savvy, like word right. proficient, right. Um, what is it, office proficient, more yeah, or less, Google or Suites. Adobe Suite. Um, other skills would be things such as like knowing how to do scheduling, um, team player, team player. Uh, can you can you manage multiple projects at once? I think those are some skills that. I know for myself, I'm finding I'm, like, writing on my resume Mm -hmm. or I'm finding when I'm looking for jobs that, like, that's something that uh, people are looking for. And also keep in mind, sometimes, like, your skills will and your work experience will completely, like, outrank your education because you've been out of school for so long. Um, So I think education is a great baseline, but a lot of jobs I have noticed, at least for myself, maybe you can talk on this too, Alyssa, is the education is preferred, but it's never, like, necessary now. Yeah, I think if anything I see like must instead of preferred or or experience is like city and state jobs. Mm. Um, like it'll you say must have a bachelor's degree, something like a psychologist, yeah, therapist, like something where it's like they you would need a bachelor's Base, yeah, degree, some type of education. education. Yeah. Um, more or less most most jobs now are saying like must have would prefer you know, bachelor's degree or equal equivalent experience. Yep, absolutely. And again, like along that education line, like I think people look for uh, anywhere from high school diplomas to associates and bachelors. Um, but to other masters. To, to masters, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't write that down, but that's a really good point. Um, something else that people find really important is professional licenses, accreditations, and certificates. Oh my gosh, certs are so important, especially coming into this newer age. Um, the best thing you can do for yourself is the Google certs. You mm-hmm. can go right on Google's website and find their certifications. You do pay some out of pocket for certain things. Some of them, I think, are free. Yeah, there's but you a can, good portion of them that are free. If you get those and then you put them on your resume, everyone they look like really good. They do because that, that one not only shows initiative. So you wanted to do that Google search. It's not like your job sent you through the Google search certification. You wanted that certification. So it, one, it shows the initiative, and two, it shows that, like, 
you have the skills that you need in order to do the job that you're doing. Yeah, and don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure Google, some of those certs will actually prepare you to get a job through Google. Yes, yeah, they will. Um, the other thing to know is they're not certs. But Indeed has, you can take tests that are like show that you're word proficient mm-hmm. or such and such skill proficient and yeah. they will, they will be um, seen on your resume. Yep. They'll give you, they'll give like a percentage like, oh, this person is like 90% proficient in Yeah. You're just like very proficient or yeah. like not so. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think along these lines, you have to keep in mind that it's, most of, most of the time when you need these, like, certifications, these licensures and things like that, they're more for jobs like we talked about when it came with, like, with education is, like, medical fields, engineering, um, psychological fields, psychologists, um, lawyers. I find those more in those positions for professional licenses. It is, I think feel like that's more or less what I'm talking about. Yeah, you definitely need a professional license for a lawyer. you got to pass the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and, I mean, even in a, any medical field, you need to pass that that LPN test if you're a nurse, CNA CNA test. Um, If you're an engineer, you have to pass, like, there's so many different tests for engineers that I know about. Even architects, you need to have, like, you need to re-up on your certifications and your your accreditations and things like that. Even electrical licenses and stuff like that are important in, like, those more labor-intensive jobs. Absolutely. Um, Another thing would be, like, specific knowledge. this seems like pretty no-brainer, but um, some jobs don't necessarily require having specific knowledge of something. They're willing to teach you. Um, sometimes uh, jobs don't necessarily want you to have a specific knowledge. They want you to kind of be a blank slate so they can teach you their ways over what may be bad habits you already have in place. Mm, this is true. Yeah. So um, I think specific knowledge is good and bad at the same time because I think sometimes having specific knowledge can kind of cut you out of the race because you're overqualified for jobs. What would you consider specific knowledge? Um, I don't really know. That's why I, I, like, wrote it, but I wasn't sure as to what specific knowledge necessarily meant. Do you have any ideas? When I thought, like, specific knowledge, I was thinking, like, knowing about transportation if you're going into, like, a warehouse job. Like, do you know how transportation works? Do you know, like, like, things like that? Like, street smarts? Kind of, yeah. You know, basic math. Common sense. Yeah, kind of. Exactly. Initiative. Yeah, exactly. Personal traits and attributes. This is one that companies look for, but uh, this is more how you would rank yourself or what you believe about yourself to be true. Um, This can also occur when jobs call other past uh, previous employers to see, Mm -hmm. hey, what are their best work attributes? Um, What are their best traits? You know, what what are and aren't your best traits? Um, I think it's also really important that you don't just stay just your best. Like, say, hey, like, I have this not so great trait that like I'm working on I mean I'm not <laughs> I, I agree to some of it I also don't want to don't kick yourself <laughs> oh even. no absolutely but I mean just like something as simple as like oh like I'm not very proficient in this but uh, I'd love the opportunity to take that time to learn from you know X especially if you've done your research about a company I'd love to be able to work under so and so to learn this knowledge you also mentioned employee references and I think I've only had one person call me for an employee reference. I have been on the receiving end of people uh, asking about employee references, but it's always because my best friend um, works as, like, an LPN, so she always puts me down as, like, her reference, and she's like, yeah, so they're going to call you, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, great, okay, got it. <laughs> and I just pick up, hello, oh, yeah, so do you know so-and-so? How would you refer them to a job? I'm like, they're a great worker, hardworking, and, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be just, like, another employer. It can be, like, a long-term mm-hmm. family friend just to show, like, your best attributes and, Absolutely. like, show you off, to yeah. boost you up. Right. Um, but don't worry too much about getting, like, an employee reference. It's great to have, but I really they're don't not... see a lot of companies nowadays really pursuing that. And making the phone calls no if one's anything it's really... like a background check yeah and they're they're gonna probably do that more than take the time to call employee references <laughs> um another thing was language um this can depend on if you're in like a global company or not i think if you're in a global company knowing multiple languages is really important or at least being open to learning multiple languages oh yeah i mean i've seen plenty we live like i said in new england and where I live near just about, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people. So, like, dentist's office, that type, doctor's office will ask that you be bilingual Absolutely. so that you can speak Spanish because of the population that's there. Absolutely. And I think that that can be really important 
based on, again, that kind of ties into what you spoke about earlier is the location. Like, you have to make sure that you know the language based on your location, especially if you're looking to travel or do and work for global companies. Exactly. Um, I The last one that I have here is physical abilities. Um, you kind of touched upon this, just making sure that you're going to want to stand or are you going to want to run around for eight hours um, a day. So I think physical abilities is really important. I know for myself when I worked at my food service job, the, they asked me, can you lift a minimum of 30 pounds? Uh, that was like a requirement. We had boxes and things like that that were upwards of 50 to 90 pounds. Like I had to be able to lift those things. Oh my gosh, yeah. I remember working at the pet store and the requirement was, Did you, can you lift 50 pounds? Mm-hmm. And there was just that one fucking bag of dog mm-hmm. food. It was lit- It literally was 50 pounds. It was pedigree, that big yellow fucking bag. Yeah. And I just remember taking out the pound like, <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I got it. We're good. <laughs> But it is. You're going to be lifting. If you're going to be doing something like that labor-intensive work, um, you're going to be lifting that stuff all day. You want to make sure that you can do that, that you're physically able to, and it's not going to bother you. Make sure you're lifting the correct way as well. Yeah. Lift with your knees, not your back. Yeah, and make sure that, you know, are you going to, like Alyssa touched on earlier, are you going to want to be at a job where you sit for eight hours or where you're standing in retail for eight or more hours? Like, are you going to be able to handle that sort of stuff? Um, I think that plays a lot into um, physical abilities. Absolutely. I think, um, I don't know if it's a physical ability per se, but like you might be also driving equipment. Like mm-hmm. I used to do pallet jacks, uh, U-boats. You might be doing a forklift, which you usually have to have a, a license yeah. for a forklift. But those are things that you might need to do in your job. Um, so you want to make sure that you're aware of that and, and that you're able to. Yeah, and that you're comfortable learning how to do those things if it's like on job experience. You don't want to be that person on YouTube. <laughs> you t- drove the pallet jack into all the shelves and they collapse. Yep, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a great list. Do you have any other job requirements on there? No, no, I don't. Um, but do you have anything that you could speak on for any of these job requirements? No, I mean, I think you covered a lot of, like, the good points. Uh, you'll see it all leaves you within the posting for the Absolutely. most part. Um, like, what your requir- requirements are. Like I said, I would like to reiterate just even though you may not hit all of the criteria, still consider applying. Um, a lot of that is just, like, base level stuff that they put together, but it doesn't mean that that is actually how the job is. Yeah, and sometimes people are so willing to teach you because they want to teach you their way, not have you come in with some set way that you already do it so yeah and just in my experience I would say that your education while sometimes important is not as important as experience experience is a huge factor there are many jobs that have said like that I need an associate's or a bachelor's degree that I have do not have and that I have still proceeded and gotten the job um, based off my experience alone the more you know the better you are yep absolutely I think with that, I think we've kind of covered most of the topic for today, um, what your job may require from you, and as well as what you should be looking for in a job. Um, This is all, like I said, it's a huge list of things, but you want to be looking for the top that you're looking for, what's important to you, what you want to be doing as a job is most important, Um, and I'm going to trail us out, so follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at tabletalks.podcast. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Look for those killer jobs and you've got this. Have a great one, guys.